This is solid counting. Stop laughing. Go time. Oh, what is up, everybody? It's Fantasy Football Breakdown Podcast, episode 148. Because I am good at math. I'm your host, Two Drink, here for a special lunch date edition. My boy Swags is here. What is up, dude? What's up? How many times did we say it was 147 and you still said 148? What? For real? <laughs> Man, it's F off. <laughs> I don't even know what's going on. Anyways. It's uh, 148. It's 148. I don't believe anything you say anymore. Uh, At the third, Mike is here. Godfather board bets himself with a board bet page that is up to date, I heard. What's up, dude? Oh, what's up, man? I'm I'm also trying to convince my my home league to change the scoring and and go to Superflex. It's it's not going well. That's a a tough change to make, man. So, yeah, that's something we can maybe try to get into. Yeah, let's pause that for a second. We'll bring that back up. And, um, man, I'll be honest. I don't really know how to introduce this next guy. He's fairly new to me, but I see him around. Uh, he's over at DFF, Mr. Billiam Rankin. William? <laughs> William? I already messed it up. It's all in my head now. That's all I'm going to get. Is it Rankin? Rankin? I, I don't know how yes. to say your last name. Yes. Ah, perfect. 83. Yes, at William Rankin, 83 on twitter go find that dude so uh what's up man thanks for thanks for stopping by for a breakdown lunch day. Uh, thanks man i appreciate it yeah i get so over at dff like i do a lot of you know i do a lot of video work audio work i kind of do a mis a mismatch of multimedia type of things like you'll see some of the graphics that pop up um that have to do like i like to do like teaser graphics like if you write a piece like i like to find your best like quote in there and then use that as a way to like, hey, maybe I want to read this because you're talking about this or that when it regards to fantasy. And then, you know, with a lot of the pods, um, it's a matter of just trying to take like some of the audio and, you know, just find some video to go with it. Just make like a fun little teaser for it that you can just be scrolling through Twitter and just catch a bit of, you know. Yep. I know. I, I definitely like that. And I've seen some, you know, some of the other DFF pods that, that I haven't quite got to yet. And I'll see one of those on Twitter and be like, screw it. I'm going to go check that out now. Because so those... That's definitely a step up. I, I'm not seeing a lot of people do that out there and really enjoying seeing your work uh, go into Thanks, that because that's, that's, that's some pretty cool shit. I'm not going to lie. Thank Absolutely. you. Thank you. Before before we go much farther, I want to go ahead and jump into third Mike's question then. So, Mike, you have a one quarterback league. How many teams is it? Let's start there. Uh, it's 12. It's a 12-team league. 12-team league. And yep. you're trying to get them to convert to Superflex. What's Yeah. What's so, your plan there? Is it is it this year? Is it giving guys a couple years notice? What are you, you going to do? A modified keeper I've heard of, you know, where you, you get to keep X amount of guys and everybody else goes in, you do a dispersal? It's what one of my got? last redraft leagues because it's my home league and they already voted down Dynasty, which is a real bummer. But, um, but womp, womp, womp. I know, right? But uh, there's two other guys uh, in the offseason who we throw out new rules every year and then everybody just votes on them. So, um, there's two other guys last year who said, hey, you know, why don't we get rid of defense and kicker and, like, pull, in, like an, pull in an OP and maybe, like, another flex or something. I was like, hell yeah, we got to we gotta work on this. So there was a there was a long-ass debate last night about it. It was interesting. Some of the stats guy, guys who were against it tried to throw out, um, especially for, like, against Superflex. Uh, so one guy, he tossed out uh, the, the PPR rankings. Not that it really matters, except if you're Marcus Mariota for quarterbacks. Uh, last year, <laughs> last last year, right? Um, 
And uh, he was like, look at the difference between one and 18. It's, it's like 200 points. And so I like, I fired back with the running backs and like, look at the difference between one and 18. It's 192 points. Like, yeah, it's the same, it's the same deal, dude. And we play, we play PPR and we're thinking about doing like a, a possible modifier to make it half point, like points per touch as well. So like quarterbacks are still not going to be worth as much as, as these running backs. So I don't understand what the argument is. Well, and I mean, even to your point, like, the those points differentials you're talking about i mean you take somebody like baker mayfield who didn't start the first two and a half games of the year and i mean depending on your scoring that's probably 40 to 60 points right there that came out of him you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. so i mean there are those circumstances where a guy might have a down season or down weeks or miss some time and it changes stuff so much yeah that and one of the other arguments is somebody said you know well defense and kickers like make the scoring even and i was like how did, how is that um like and so i looked into it and he's not totally wrong on kickers like the top 12 kickers aren't that far apart from each other but you look at um you look at defenses and on a weekend week out ba- basis if you're not playing idp like you you could be staring down the barrel of some serious negative scores which are just kind of ridiculous um you know there's one or two or maybe three defenses every season that don't put one up and then the rest of them you know put up one or two maybe even more negative scores and it just i don't know it's a hot mess and i I feel like it'd be more fun to like get into some of these rookies and some other people so so we're still debating Uh, i told everybody to sleep on it yesterday um and we'll we'll chalk it back up today so once uh, people not on vacation get off of work, we're going to get back into it. So, yeah, so really quick before we move on from this, um, what what's the plan if, like, you're voted through, you get to have your super flex, and now yep. how are you going to do this in a fair matter where, I mean, people weren't stashing quarterbacks with but, this in mind? Well, it's redraft, so it doesn't really matter. It's oh, like a redraft. Is, though, it is redraft? Like, oh, yeah. man. Yeah. Then there's no question. Yeah, we freaking do it. I know, right? Um, and So fun. <laughs> Yeah, it'd be it'd be so much fun for the scoring, um, and to and to get into some more players, um, and and just get rid of those kickers and defense. Yeah, you know, full disclosure, I've never done a super flexible league that was redraft. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind trying that. One guy really wants to keep kickers. I I told him, what if I just make your OP allowed to have a kicker in the spot too? Will that make you happy? Yeah, tell him, what if you're just not in the league anymore and swag stays? Yeah. I'm like. I'm like, you can feel free to draft a kicker and I'll just get a second quarterback. I mean, if you want to. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, though, yeah. Second kicker to cover his bye. Draft them all up. (laughs) All right. Uh, So, um, if I'm not, yeah, I'm not going to do questions yet. I want to, I want to get to, to William over here. He's, he's got something new, something different. Uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to tell people, but I'm going to go ahead and do it anyways. I got the show. I got a <laughs> spoiler, bro. Spoiler. Save it. It's wearing his mask That's right now. You guys get. That's all you guys get. But um, yeah, I I was privy to to check out what's what he's gonna be dropping pretty soon, and I'll be honest, I'm pretty excited about it. So I'm just gonna put myself on mute, which Swag's third mic probably enjoy anyways. I don't. But William, you. take the floor. Tell it. Tell everybody. Uh, that's true. Tell everybody uh, what you got going on. So all right. I was a huge fan of the AAF and I think at least most people were probably at least curious, like what, what was this whole thing? And it's awesome because just today Wickersham dropped an amazing piece talking about some, some stuff all about the Alliance of American football, which when it came out or when it was announced at the end, near the end of the regular season, 
heading into the playoffs, it's like, yeah, this thing's still happening. They had announced like the uh, announced the league in May of or, or March of 2018. It was like, yep, it's coming back, which people I rolled like, oh, my God, are we doing this again? Are we doing another spring league? These things don't work. But nevertheless, like it started to build momentum because it was like, yeah, Bill Polian, you have coaches that have got like, you know, pretty good NFL experience, including even some college ones with like Steve Spurrier. Steve. So this thing, yeah, so this thing happens and it's like, it, it kicks off. And I, from a fantasy aspect, I've only ever played one season of fantasy. It was 2018, 2019. I finally went into it and played it and I got hooked. I was like, oh my gosh, I had been missing out on this for a long time. This was great. And so when the AAF rolled around, like obviously like having just played the the NFL season, like really want to keep this going. So there was a lot of talk like, okay, is there going to be AAF fantasy? Well, the answer is both yes and no. On the yes side, it was they the the official AAF was talking about, yes, we've got fantasy football in mind. But when I say no, it's like this isn't the this isn't the fantasy football that you know we're used to to playing. Like they, their idea was you're going to be the coach, not the GM. You're going to get to predict the plays. It was like, oh, okay. So they come up with this app and it looks like Angry Birds with football helmets. And you're literally just like, oh, I get to predict if it's going left or right or down the field, like for a big gain or a first down or a touchdown. And we were all just kind of like, oh, crap. There is no, there's no real fantasy football with this, which again was laughable to a lot of people because it was like, why would you want to play season long fantasy with nobody's in Trent Richardson? Why would you want to do this? And it was like, well, just because it would be fun. And what happened was there was one guy out in Memphis and there was another guy, I forget where he's at. Independently, they started thinking about what you could do with this because when you get into the technicals of it, the AAF was actually really groundbreaking in terms of providing user data and player data and stats, the stuff that is needed for fantasy football in terms of actually recording it. So I ended up like getting linked up into this AAF fantasy league that was built just by this guy. He just built a site. He built a site for fantasy football for the AAF. If complete with drafting, with um, being able to uh, trade players, wave players. And he just kept building on it throughout the year. And it ended up being this really fun thing to get become a part of because um, it helps you follow the games a lot more and start to understand like what players are legit, which ones aren't. I'll tell you this, the strategy of it was insane because you guys were just talking about defense and kickers. Well, there's no extra points, which ended up being the title of this thing that I put together, but there were no extra points in the AAF. So if you took a kicker, like you're pretty much wearing the donut because unless they, they happen to attempt some field goals, which not a lot of those kickers were very good anyway. It was a crapshoot if you were going to get any points there. And defense, you know, was a was definitely a different animal. But where this where I'm going with this is, so the the league unfortunately shuts down after week eight. You know, and it's really crazy. It's like we're not even get to finish one year. Like this sucks. Like we didn't even make it as far as the XFL did. Like what what happened? Well, there's all this stuff about what happened, and that's stuff that you can read about in the Wickersham piece. You can read about it from I think a piece from SI. That was out a few like a month ago or so. And it's great. But I was really what I really wanted to focus on. I wanted to do a piece about how this how this fantasy aspect was cultivated because it was really grassroots, which you don't see very often. 
It was fans that literally wanted, they wanted to play fantasy so bad that they're like, you know what, screw it. We'll make it ourselves. If they're not going to provide it for us, if this isn't going to be on ESPN, if it's not going to be on Yahoo, if it's not going to be on any other major platform, then we can do it ourselves. And they did it. The other guy I was talking about built an analytics site. He built an entire analytics site based on AAF that looked at projections, air yards, more and more stats each week that you're like, oh my God, we're really in, we're deep in this. We're really deep in this. So this, what I created was a podumentary, a podcast documentary called No Extra Points, which takes a look at this effort to create AAF fantasy football. Which was, uh, you know, totally in the, it's totally in the vein of a 30 for 30. That was the goal was to, can I make a 30 for 30 without being ESPN? Can you do it? And that was the whole, the whole passion of it. And it kind of ties into the passion of wanting to create this fantasy league in the first place. So that's, that's what we have here. And it's, um, like I said, it's a podcast documentary. It's supposed to be like, my goal was to really treat it as a serious documentarian subject. There's definitely a mix of talking about the creation of the fantasy league, but also going through what were the storylines of the AAF? What were some of the highs and lows and ultimately the, the tragic end of, of the league and everything? So it's going to be coming out as a podcast in a podcast form on June 17th. It's going to be dropping wherever you download or however you download podcasts. If you want to go to the site, it's on anchor, anchor, um, anchor.fm slash no extra points or you know, if you use iTunes, whatever you use on Android, you can find the pod there. It runs about an hour long, and uh, it's a good time. So I'm really hoping people enjoy it. Yeah, that's nice, man. Yeah, I'm definitely like I said, going to I, check uh, it out. I I already got to listen, uh, and uh, I I honestly, I'm I'm not just saying this because you're on here. I, I think I mentioned it to you. It it sounds very professionally done. There's a lot of cutting in and and out of uh, audio clips, like you're you know, like you're saying from different people, but just just production alone, like made me want to continue to listen. I listen to a ton of podcasts out there just because I enjoy it, um, and that's also you know why why I do this here. I, I just enjoy it. But uh, it was very easy to just kind of sit back and and continue to listen and just let it roll and and kind of watch the story unfold as you go through that. Even if you don't have a lot of interest in AAF or whatever, the story itself is worth listening to uh, for that time frame, at, at least in my opinion. I wonder where you go from here. You know what I mean? I, I know me and you have talked a little bit about that too. Yeah. Just, you know, yeah. just in the side, but I'm, uh, I'll be honest. I'm, I'm intrigued to see where, where you take the, the, the pot of entry, you know, to the next story, the next level, the next, the next thing. Yeah. So, and that's, and, and what's been great is like, I've, um, What's been fun since over the last week or so, I've been trying to, you know, and the whole theme of this has been grassroots. Like, so in order to market this, you have to really hit the ground running and reach out to people mm-hmm. like yourself. Like, hey, we give this a listen. Let me know if this is something you'd want to talk about. And I was fortunate enough to actually get it to some AAF executives just so they could just get a peek at it. And nice. the response from them was positive. You I know, mean, it, was, it was nice to hear it was positive because I know it, for some of them, it may not be something they they really want to partake in because it it played out like the fire fest, you know, like it played out in that fashion <laughs> on social media. That's how bad it was. I mean, yeah. like you literally had like, you're hearing guys that are getting kicked out of their hotel and they're even in some cases being billed for their hotel that <laughs> all within the span of a couple hours. But what was, what was also interesting was hearing from other people that had some other angles on the fantasy aspect. There was uh, there was definitely, there was somebody from fantasy pros 
that because the other sites were doing stuff. It's not to say that literally there was only one analytics site. That analytics site was really good because it it got into box scores and a lot of like game to game stats. But definitely like your your pro football focus, your fantasy pros, and the action network, all of them were putting together graphics that had to do with uh, you know week to week projections for for players. And what's been great is some of those people have reached out like want to you know talk about talk about some other aspects of it and i think something like i definitely thought about was the people that were writing pieces sort of like on dff some of these sites like when you do it with the nfl it's one thing it's easy because in a lot of ways there's you you throw a dart you can find some information on it with this it was really different and there were actually guys who built like formulas for projections for aaf and i was like that's wild and just because I mean, with the exception of the exception of like you have Trent Richardson and maybe Garrett Gilbert, there aren't a lot of guys you've heard of that are playing. How on earth are you going to build stats for for some of these guys like or projections to be able to help players make choices? So I think that may be the next like sub aspect of the AAF is kind of getting into more of the, the more of the player fantasy aspect of for um for people week to week, like what was their experience playing in stuff. So I think there is definitely some openings for some stuff to follow. I'm curious how people will receive this. And I think a lot of that response will help dictate where it goes from there. Maybe even some of those uh, AAF guys that have signed NFL contracts and are chasing that dream to the next level. I don't, I don't know how hard it'd be to get a hold of some of those guys, but at least maybe expanding on some of that's, you know, that story as they try to make the 53 man roster on the next side and, and trials and tribulations are going through that. It's very interesting listening to I it. I feel so. bad for not checking it out yet, to be honest with you now, after talking to you a little bit more, but I definitely will. And we're going to give you so many chances to tell the people who you are, but I think like it's right now, Like I think the yeah. people are into you, you should remind them like where to go find this and yourself. Yeah, and, definitely. Uh, because just in case they don't get to the end of the show, I want them to be able to find it. And it's easy. different than awesome. everything else out there, so yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And I, and, um, it's, it's on like I, that anchor platform is fantastic. Like that's, that's the hub of it on, if you go to desktop or if you use the anchor app, you can go to anchor on the website, anchor.fm slash no extra points is the, is the actual website to that you can find it to, to listen to it again, stream it from your, stream it from your computer desktop. And then, uh, it is available on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and then a various other, uh, you know, pod platforms, but generally speaking, like I use on my phone, I use an, I, on an Android, I use podcast addict to get all my pods and it's popped up on there. So I'm pretty safe that like any, however you listen to pods, you can find it. It's called no extra points. Nice. Nice. Yeah, nice. To link that Dude, this, this is really fascinating. Yep. Um, I'm really interested in like, what was one of like your favorite conversations and why like i it sounds like you had to have a lot of conversations with different individuals so don't spoil too much but i'm really interested yeah is there one that stands out maybe Mm -hmm. so there there are three people that are interviewed on the pod one was one is brian he designed he and you can go to it right now here's what's so cool i'm so happy for him because when he built the site it was very down and dirty like it was not flashy at all like you would see on an espn app or on the desktop, it was very just plain graphicless interface, very, very plain. And I know some people like joked about that, but it was like, look, this is, this is grassroots, man. I mean, this is with a, a minimal investment of, of money and funds and all that. But what he's done since then, cause I've gone back over the past few months and 
He's actually got this. This may sound crazy. He's doing WNBA fantasy right now. Oh, nice. <laughs> and it actually got That's traction serious. with Sports Illustrated. Actually, did a piece on it, which was really cool. Like it's actually starting to gain traction. Nice. He also has got a he's got Arena League, which a lot of people after the AAF were like they they just needed to keep the fix going. And I was like, I think that's a little much for me. I'll be honest, I'm not positive that because. <laughs> Arena League just seems so wild in terms of wanting to attempt to play fantasy. But to, 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 to get more, more closely back to your question, like what I found the most interesting was just listening to just the snowball effect of what his expectations were. Cause in the beginning, he talks about like the expectations were minimal, like maybe like 10, like maybe 10 people will create a league and it quickly spirals into thousands of leagues. Because nobody else was playing, nobody else bothered to explore the platform of creating season long AAF. So I found that really fascinating because when your expectations are in one place and the results are in another, and you're a person who's working a day to day, like a working day to day, like how you manage to make that work. I, the the only one anecdote I'll tell is like he's in Memphis, so he was a fan of the Memphis Express, and literally he gets that site up and running. And it is getting pounded with traffic to the point where like the load times were getting pretty unbearable for a lot of people. So like by that first weekend, he's like, Hey, Hey guys, I'm going to be going, I'm going to the Memphis game in Birmingham. So he drives from Memphis to Birmingham, which is a pretty decent, you know, three and a half, four hour drive. And all the while, like, uh, you know, the site is, he's, it's accumulating all kinds of data and, by the time he gets home, like he's got like a, a truckload of emails because the site has actually ended up uh, crashing. It crashed for some people because it was just so intense. Wow. I think the thing though, the thing I enjoyed hearing him say the most though, was that because I asked him, and I don't think it made it into the pod necessarily, but I asked him if he heard anybody, like if he was at games talking about fantasy. And he said there were a couple times he heard people talking about like a particular receiver and saying they're on his fantasy team. And that is just something that made him made him chuckle because it's like that's because of him. So I right. thought that was really cool. <laughs> nice. That's He's cool. probably like, you're welcome. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, it's funny yeah. too, is there's a clip in there I pulled of, of Dundon talking. Tom Dundon of the Hurricanes ended up becoming the big majority owner of the league week one. It was a big, like crazy headline, like, oh my God, they already had to get somebody to bail him out. What happened? Well, anyway, he's talking about he mentions in there. He watched the first week, which was like the Orlando Atlanta game, which was on that Saturday night on CBS. And he said his kids loved playing fantasy. And in my mind, I was thinking, is it possible they were playing off of the AAF platform that Brian had created, which I just thought would have brought the whole thing full circle. Yeah, that is very cool. cool. Yeah. So we can, I don't know if we can tag We'll find a way to put the link or at least tag it kind of to the show too. So it'll, it'll all be under there. But you guys definitely yeah. go check that out. The preview, there's a preview episode up there right now. So you can go there and get subscribed. Okay. You subscribe to it like any other podcast. Because I figured this would be the easiest way for people to get to hear it. The most efficient way is just put it on a podcast feed. So that way people can always come back to it. So right now there's a preview episode that's up. So right now, literally you can go into your podcatcher and search for no extra points and get subscribed to it. Excellent. Well, we got one more plug in there real quick. Um, all right. Uh, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions here before we kind of get rolling. I put a 
got some listener questions here that we want to go through. But so you're new to fantasy. You just started last year or year before. I can't remember how you. Yeah. Kind of 2018. What? Um. How many leagues? Redraft dynasty. What's your favorite kind of setup format? All that kind of good stuff. This was a. This was a. All right. What do you technically call? All right. If it's just a year to year league, what is that technically called? So I'm going to call redraft. Redraft. Yeah. Okay. This was a redraft league. So when I um when I came on board at my at where I work now, like they were like, hey, do you want to join our fantasy? I was like, oh, sure. Never played before. It was a redraft, pretty mm-hmm. standard. Uh, one um one quarterback, two running backs, two receivers, a flex, kicker, tight end, and defense. Okay. Was your was your fairly lineup. fairly standard kind of yeah. setup? Okay. And then and you only did the one man, just dipping I, just <laughs> dipping a toe in, bro. I like it. Though. Because like all, I, I'll be honest, when I heard people played multiple, I was like, "How on earth do you like like?" I just couldn't comprehend the scope of it. And of course, like what's been great about being a part of DFF is I am just enthralled. I just like to sit and listen and read, just like because everybody seems to have such incredible not just knowledge of it, but just like real passion for it. And I think it's so much fun to. Yeah, it's really sure. fun to listen to. It's 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 one of those things where it's like I just I just like to be a sponge and just try and pick up like like how people think about these things, especially when, when guys get into drafts, like I just, wow, I'm re- I really, I, I, I'm, I don't know. I'm in awe of it really. All right. Uh, third, Mike, you don't have to have the exact number, but let's just do just dynasty. How many dynasty leagues are you in right now? Uh, I'm going to go with around six swags. Wow. What do you think you're at? Um, I think about 14 the last time I looked. Yeah, after adding I, that scratch, I, scratch the itch one. I think I've about done 14. Pretty dynasty. good at cutting back, surprisingly, and I've added a few. I think I cut three back and added six. four this year. So I that, bet that, I'm at like, <laughs> I bet I'm at 12 to 14. Okay, yeah, so we're right around the same. Uh, and, but I mean, then, I don't know where I'll be by the time redraft season hits. I mean, I've done close to 50 best balls this year already. Yeah, I'm I'm probably with you in that number. So, yeah. but as far Don't as just, that uh, shield. and I'll, I have one, I have one home league that we do a live draft that is redraft. And that's a pretty standard half PPR one quarterback. And outside of that, I don't have any true redraft leagues outside of some charity ones that we do that I don't hollow. Uh, yeah. The Mike's the given <laughs> league, uh, and, and some other ones like that, that I don't necessarily even classify as redraft. I just put them in the charity category by themselves. <laughs> so I, I, I thought I was, ro- I thought I was, I thought I was stretching it when I did three AAFs. I was like, uh-oh. Oh, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Fair enough. So I, I'm, I'm quite intrigued to see where your answers are and, and not necessarily compare them to ours, who are obviously in a lot more, but just where your mindset kind of is on a couple of these as well. Okay. Um, so I'm going to jump right in. And uh, I'm going to start with third Mike on this one, mainly because it's his question. Oh, but uh Third Mike, MVS, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Is he the wide receiver two for Green Bay this year? True or false is how you asked it. Yeah, so it's weird that I saw a bunch of articles come like across my phone about it because I was thinking about it last night uh, while I couldn't sleep and was thinking about fantasy. <laughs> but but nice. um, I was thinking about it. I'm like, you know, why not? Um, he He had a really good showing last year. Especially um, towards the end, I'll give you that. Especially yeah. towards the end, you have you have Rogers talking about how he wants to get it to Devonta Morris, uh, or sorry, to Adams more. Um, so like um, you like you figure, you know, he's going to get shadowed like he normally does, and if he stays healthy, like I don't see why not. Um, is there 
Allison, you know, uh, was hurt a lot of last year. Is there any, I guess, is the wide receiver two in Green Bay going to matter? You know what I mean? Like we had a bet that me, you and Swags had a bet last year and we all took one of the rookie, you know, wide receivers <laughs> for yes, him. Did. I did. I did win that with MVS, by the way, you just uh, in case anybody forgot. Um, but if you, <laughs> if you had Allison in there, uh, I'm going to include Jimmy Graham. Cause right now coach speak says he's doing great. Gross. Um, they, they drafted Sternberger who I know Swags hates, but I did get him to draft the other day in a best ball, which felt amazing. <laughs> but is there Dude, is is there going to be a true wide that. receiver too? Is there going to be a true wide receiver too here? We can call it that, but is there enough separation from that third, fourth, fifth, even sixth guy? We didn't mention Kumaro uh, that it matters. Yeah. To, fl- to flip your question, I think is, that's it st- the- is MVS startable? You know, even in a flex, half the time. I think that's the real question. Is it is it two or is it two A, two B, two C? And what's the separation? Um, you know, I'm going to say true to MVS point? to answer your question. But. Yeah, I like it, um, but I, I can understand the counterpoint that you have. I just think I think it's one of those talent like cream will rise to the top sort of things. And I don't think Allison's gar- uh, garbage or anything like that. But I, I think MVS really showed out last year, and mm-hmm. this, you know, like second year. Is a good time to for to get that pop after he's had you know full year um, in the system and especially more rep time than almost everybody else on the field. So I like him. I like him this year. Fair I'm enough. Sad. I'm sad there were articles today because I'm like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, William, William, any any different thoughts there? Or you want to pick a different guy in Green Bay? What's who, who's your favorite team? Who's your who's your NFL team? <laughs> So here's so here's what's wild. Like I grew up a Niners fan because my uncle was the dentist for them for a long time. Huh. Up until nice. I think when Jed York left. Yeah. So of course, like the year I start, I get in is '94, which is like this is the football's amazing. My team <laughs> won, so it must it must be like this every year. And it's but no, it was. I grew up a Niners fan. So I've and of course, like through the ups and downs of them, like you know, I over the last few years, you know. My wife's from Pittsburgh, so that kind of dominates the house because I'm all sorry. of her family, of course. So it <laughs> <laughs> over the years, like it's kind of become a de facto field. So an amazing experience. I'll be honest though, I've gotten to a point and I credit fantasy with this, just playing it a year. Like I don't even have one anymore. I just like watching it. It's so much fun just to watch football because of fantasy that I don't even have That's a fair. team necessarily anymore. So it does kind of get that so, way. I totally know what you mean. Like Lions is my first team, but I kind of don't care. But that happens yeah. so, with the Lions. <laughs> William, in your house, somehow yeah. this year, the 49ers play the Steelers in the Super Bowl. Who are you rooting for? I'm pulling for the Niners. Oh, boy. I, lo- I, I, I even tell my wife, I'm like, you realize the Ravens are like going to be like crazy fun to watch this year? So like, I'm sorry. Like, I, I kind of like, I like the fact that like they've really, I really like what they've done with that team. So like, to me, like, I, I, it's not like, oh, they're the Ravens. We have to hate them. It's like, why? Most of those guys are gone. Who cares? Just go out and watch it. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Be a hell of a lot more fun than watching some of the Steelers play this year. <laughs> so, I mean, if only you could make Dolphins fans feel that good about their team as you just take about the Ravens. Why you got to be a dick? <laughs> I, mean, I didn't say nothing about your Lions. I hadn't even gone you in the question. I, you start picking on me. What if I forgot you were a Dolphins fan. It slipped I my mind. You. William, Marquez yeah. Valdez Scantling, is he the wide receiver two in Green Bay? Just to bring it back. Yeah, I'd say right now, in short, I'm going to lean more towards yes. I'll lean towards it. I 
I don't know why. I don't think he's Randall Cobb, but I just get this feeling there's going to be that rapport there. You know, It'll since now Randall Cobb's gone. That's that was the only thing I was thinking about when when um, when it came up. I just kept thinking about Randall Cobb and how um, I never expect, expect. I don't think anyone did really. Was Randall Cobb going to develop into being like this great weapon for Rodgers? But he did, and I feel like Scanlon could be the same thing. Randall Cobb is Swag's favorite wide receiver ever, so you watch your mouth. He is um, not. <laughs> <laughs> Swag's different question. Well, I'm going to go with Jonathan Allison. Pettis and I want to remind you guys about James one. Jones and what he did as the third wide receiver for for uh, That's a good Aaron call. Rogers. That so, is true. I mean, even if one of these guys is like the second or third, or like Mike said, one A, one B. Um, I think that you can have three decent wide receivers in that offense with a healthy Aaron Rodgers. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to air it out this year. Fair enough. What was Mike, your other question, I'm going to ask your, <laughs> your pants. I'm, I'm moving on. I hate you. <laughs> Mike, I'm going to ask your next question, and I'm, I'm interested to see. So name three players, and I'm just going to say one for each of us to make it a little easier. But name cool. three players you haven't paid enough attention to so far this offseason. That's an interesting one because I feel like we're pretty immersed in all of it. But yeah, Swag, so, I'm gonna go to Swags first. No, you get a break. You chill out. Let's put him <laughs> on the spot for a second. So three Jerk. players. Swags, I just have to pick one player. We just give me one. Just one. Just give me one. Oh man, you never listen to me, dude. That's such a tough <laughs> one, though. Even like he said right away, like, right? that is such a tough one. Right. I feel like William's been so on point this show. We should have started with him, but. That's not how this works, though. <laughs> oh, man. So, we definitely haven't paid enough attention to Todd Gurley. <laughs> At least in the positive way, right? Uh, man, dude, that uh, that's a... It is a tough one. Uh, we haven't paid enough attention to A.J. Green. I like that I think, one. I think yep, we kind of forgot new, about with the new who offense. he is yeah, and who he can be. Like He's a top wide receiver in the NFL until he retires, you know? I mean, assuming he doesn't go to L37, I'm assuming he doesn't have Larry Fitzgerald career. But, yeah, I'll go with him. All right, third, Mike, you're up next. Yeah, so so I think, um, you know, what spurred this question was that MVS thought. Like, I'm like, you know, I just, I feel like I haven't heard a lot of people talk about him, but I feel like he's a cop-out answer now. Um, So I think my person, you're going to like this, I think my person is... uh, it's going to be James White, and I think it's because he's going to be moving on um, in one way or another. I think he's going to lose his role a little bit this year. Wow, this is coming from the third I, Mike, the biggest James I hated, White truther I know. I hated that you said James White, and that I loved everything after that. <laughs> so, so, you know, I, I, I don't huh. know how much he costs, but you think about the, you know, the piece that they brought in, um, and I know, that's, I know that's a hot topic right now, Harris is, but, um, but I think... I think you see maybe James White kind of weather and maybe not this year, um, but maybe next year he's not even with the team. Is he, is he a guy that when he goes to the next team, people, I don't know if anybody's ever excited to draft James White. So no. if, but if he goes to another team, is it somebody where just like, well, it was just cause he was on the Patriots and I'm not touching him now. Like, do you, <laughs> can he go anywhere and, and, and be fantasy relevant or not can, do you think he will be? I think he'd have to be in a situation where there's where there's like a strong thumper, a true like lead third, back. third down roll for him. Yeah. yeah, and then he'd have to have that third down roll. Um, and then you know my interest would be the same as what I said at the beginning of last year, which was you know I think he's a 
he's a play that you can get into kind of late as a flex play, you know, count on maybe mm-hmm. seven to 10 points if you're lucky. And we just got a surprise last year. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I just, okay. I, he's somebody I'm definitely fading, but people don't talk about him much for obvious like reasons, I guess. Fair enough. William, you got anybody? What do you think? All right. So I'm, I'm really going to go off the grid with this and as, and it really is nothing. I'm, it's not another way to cheap plug the doc. I'm, I'm going to go with Cam Kelly out of, it's true. Well, that was one I was thinking. I was thinking about him because that wide receiver core is interesting up there, and I yep. feel like he he may find a way in there. But I um, I was thinking of Cam Kelly out of Pittsburgh. Now here's why: he is getting more and more as as I'm reading as I've been reading through it over the past few weeks. He's been getting more and more first first uh, team reps on defense. He was a monster in the AAF. He had four picks in eight games. Now, granted, he had three of them in one game, so I know that kind of skews it a little bit, but. He was a pretty and he was a he played offense at the beginning of the year. I don't know why Mike Martz wanted to turn him into a receiver, but he's a sneaky good maybe IDP for somebody. I'm not positive, but I just think like that's somebody that like you may want. I, I and in the I guess in the greater sense, I think a lot of those AEF guys are guys that people should at least like be curious of, depending on your depending on the situation. Like a lot of the Orlando guys moved up to Cleveland. So you got Gilbert as a backup to Mayfield. I don't know if he's going to be the the number two, but I know he got signed as a as a quarterback mm-hmm. up there. You got Dearness Johnson; he's a running back up there. And I think they got another receiver, but I mean, obviously, like with Beckham and, and Landry, it's going to be not much of a a, a thing to probably look at. Yeah, I think some of those a <laughs> I I think some of those guys are are really worth just keeping an eye on. I, I singled out Kelly just because he was a great. He really came on later as the season went on, like as a really true like defensive threat in the in in the AAF. So I would just say in general for anyone out there, like to just keep an eye on like where some of these AAF guys are moving up. I mean, I know 60 of them got signed, which is great. I know not all of them are going to stay clearly not at all. But um, I think guys like him are worth taking a look at, especially, of course, Rashad Ross wound. He was the other top receiver. He's at Carolina. And with if Cam if Cam can throw the if if the shoulder's in good shape and he makes it he's a great threat. The guy was really speedy. The guy got I mean, granted, like again, like the competition is up against, but I would I don't know. I think AAF guys are still worth keeping an eye on later and later in drafts. I like nice. you went to the other side of the ball too, maybe an IDP stash for people on the super cheap there. Interesting. Yeah. Two dreams. I'm gonna you go. I'm gonna go. Okay, you got one. Uh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'm I'm gonna pick Michael Gallup. Um, nice. I hesitate. I hesitated in I saying like Hearns, yeah. but I'm 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 gonna stay away from Hearns. I'm gonna go to Gallup. It seems like uh, Kellen Moore is the offensive coordinator there this year, and uh, that offense, at least through coach speak, uh, seems to be more fun and spreading the ball out and moving it around. If Zeke's you know, Zeke's behind him and Amari's on the other side. Gallup's going to get single coverage. He had a decent um, rookie He's not season. this. He did have it. And it seems to be forgotten a little bit. And, was it and although Cooper he's not the your boy speediest of guys. <laughs> either, either of them. It's, it's from Jeffrey Swaim. That's why he didn't get the buzz. But um, uh, Gallup does get separation and, and makes for easier throws for Dak. So I, that's just, uh, I think we need to pay more attention to Dallas offense, as gross as that might sound to some. NFC East, other other teams there. 
Watch out. And I guess that means even more so I can't get Dak from Swags now. So cool. Glad I brought that up. Um, <laughs> next, if you want to move back here. to Dak, that would be a good idea because I'm not giving you Goff and Cooks. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> the number one wide receiver in fantasy in 2019 will be Williams. It's not going to be you, but who are you picking? Number one. <laughs> Charles number one, Johnson. right? <laughs> that's, that's really actually. I just go like complete shell for a, uh, a league that doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> um, number one receiver. Uh, I don't know why I'm blanking on this. I know the the answer is the answer should be easy. It's nuked for me. Period. Point blank. <laughs> I don't buy Fuller or Kiki staying healthy long enough for it to matter. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh god, because every one of them, like everyone, I want to say, like, no, like, do I think Odell Beckham is gonna be number one? No, but all of a sudden, in the back of my mind, I'm like, if you could with, say OB with him, be with... wrong. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> William uh, picked OBJ. Uh, Got it. <laughs> yeah, what a what a bad oh boy that 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 pick is that that pick is already aged poorly. Like in within seconds, it already <laughs> aged poorly. Is not on the right side of history already. Uh, <laughs> Man, I just so don't feel you. comfortable. Like it feels weird because like I don't feel comfortable like with anybody because I just feel like everyone is just like I, there's some question marks all around. Yeah, yeah, there are, but you got to pick somebody for for the sake of it. So, um, you know what, man? Do I don't know if he's gonna. Be number, I don't know if he's gonna. Do number, it. Why I'm gonna throw out Amari Cooper? Ooh. And the only reason I is you, I yeah. think there's. I the only reason is I just feel like there's. A, I don't think there's as many question marks. Like, I don't think that team is going to get, like, I, I don't see them dropping that much on offense compared to last year. And when they he came consistently in. Consistently feed him. On the games yes. they consistently fed him, he ate. He had some up yes. and down games, but that's when he got like four targets. Because, like, give your number one eight plus targets and he is going to feed all day. Yeah. Uh, I like it. It's cool they let you drink on your lunch break, dude. Thank you. <laughs> oh Thank you. God. See? Third, Thank you. Third mic, you're up. Number one wide receiver. Uh, let's go. Let's go, Michael Thomas. I like it. And, and I don't and hate Swags the is, one. Swags is going to pick Julio. I'm, I'm so going to we'll go with Adams. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I'm going to go with Devonte Adams, man. I really believe that Aaron Rodgers will not care about anybody's stats, but the quarterbacks and killing it this year after the way last year was. I think they're going to air it out of town. I mean, there's going to be other guys getting the ball there, but give me Devonte Adams. How many even points? Love does... it. I don't even love it, but I I, I think it's going to be him. How many points does Devontae Adams finish in front of Julio Jones this year? Probably like 10 or 20. Not a lot. I mean, we're talking about studs here, you know, like you can go all day and like try to decide who you want there. But I mean, these guys could be going back and forth all week. Like one takes a bye week and the other one jumps up and another one could come back next week. Like, so not a lot, you know, even, even like Cooper, I I made that joke about him, but yeah, he's definitely deserves to be in this conversation. Mm -hmm. Like all these guys are probably going to figure finish within 40 points of each other from wide receiver one to 10, you know, studs. A couple of rapid fire here. Who starts more games this year? Fitz or Rosen? Swags. Ooh, uh, uh, Rosen. Uh, William. Rosen. Third mic. Uh, Rosen. Clean sweep it. Um, how many games will Tyreek Hill play this year? Swags. Same order. Um, 10. William. Eight. Third mic. Nine. <laughs> and I'm gonna go <laughs> and I'm gonna go seven. Eight game suspension plus a bye. Nice. Seven. Perfect. Nice. Um keep trade cut. Hunter Henry 
Darius Geis, Chris Godwin. I have no scoring information here, and we're all across the board. But keep trade cut, Hunter Henry, Darius Geis, Chris Godwin. Last question we're going to do today before we try to get out, because I was not paying attention to time. I'm going to go to third Mike first. Okay. Um, Cut, Henry, keep Geis, and I can get a lot for Godwin right now, so trade Godwin. I am going to send him at the exact same thing for those reasons. Yeah, it's easy gonna, for me. I'm going to go. Too. I almost wanted William, to trade Hunter Henry, though, just because I know there's poor, some poor sap out that I could get a lot from, but then I feel do you, crazy do you dropping think, Godwin. As I was say, yeah. do you think Henry hype is, is, is as high or because of position uh, more valuable than the Chris Godwin hype currently? Well, I feel like Godwin's still up above it. Well, I, I no, I don't feel like that, but I feel like in a it, like if you didn't have to make that cut on a real team, there's somebody you can in, still get a lot. There's yeah, a couple you can people get like plenty Hunter and Henry Hunter enough. Henry that I'm, mm-hmm. I'm I'm really happy trading Hunter Henry away. Whereas Godwin, I'd really like to keep, even though in this scenario we have to cut one. So that's why I'm cutting Hunter Henry because Godwin's an actual asset that I will not let hit the waiver wire. I like it. Uh, William, anything different? No, I think I'm, I'm I'm keeping Henry, cutting guys, trading Godwin. I the reason I I love keeping Henry just because the the value. I him. think the value could the grow. <laughs> I think I I would keep him just to try and I think the value could go up and to where like sure. after you know after a few weeks maybe the season whatnot I think you can trade and get some real good value out of him. So I, if I could say trade in a year, that's that's where I would probably put. Um, okay. Hunter Henry. And you're cutting guys. Uh, let's take the other two guys out of it. Guys this year in Washington. Is it just because AP is still there and we're not really sure when and what we're going to get out of guys coming off the ACL? What's. I, yes. And see, okay. that's, that's kind of, that's kind of where I'm at with it because I, I don't know. AP just, man, every time you think it's that's, well, that season, this is probably it this year. It's like he comes out and, does something completely different that makes you feel like he's got three more years in the tank or something like that, you know? Mm -hmm. And yeah. Yeah. I think like, I think you're probably approaching it from a redraft standpoint and I totally get it if you're doing it that way because guys will probably still be there. I've seen some people start to come off of guys, you know, a lot more just with more recent news and just with with everything else going on right now, which uh, I'm, I'm not fully buying, but I've definitely started to see that more on Twitter where people are starting to bail. I feel like it's the wrong time to bail, but I totally get it for this exercise. Why, Sam why J.P. It, Ryan so. scaring people off again. Maybe <laughs> Bryce Love, who tore his ACL long after Geist did last year, but that's a different story. All right. Um, that's all the questions we're going to have time for. I'm already past my time to move on. That's, that's what I do. But, uh, William, we gave you, we, I gave you a heads up. I don't often do that for, for new guests, but I was trying to be nice to you. Uh, it's two-minute breakdown time. Swags did not help today, so you can't blame him for these questions. But third, Mike gave me a couple, and I have them. So 12 random questions. Um, When you hear Swags hit the sound bite, uh, I will start reading the first one. You have two minutes to answer all these questions as fast as you can. First initial gut thought, don't think about it. And I'm I'm only going to make fun of you if they're really bad. (laughs) Okay. Awesome. (laughs) Swags, when you're ready, let's hit it. And now, your two-minute breakdown. What is the first concert you attended? Van Halen. Keep trade cut. Dalvin Cook, Leonard Fournette, Marlon Mack. Keep trade. Keep trade cut. Uh, trade Mack, cut Fournette. What was the third one? Cook. Cook. Yep, that's that's who I would keep. Then is that right? Did I do? Did I get that right? Keep trade cut. We're gonna say. Did yes. I hit them all? What's <laughs> okay. the last? What's the last movie you watched in the theater? 
Last movie in the theater. Uh, Solo. Nice. More points in 2019. Philip Lindsay or Rashad Penny? Rashad Penny. What do you call a cow with two legs? A standing cow. Lean beef. Would you rather die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain? Um, I'd like to live long enough to never hear Dark Knight quotes again. <laughs> pick, <laughs> pick one tight end to drop. Dawson Knox, Jay Sternberger, Josh Oliver. Drop one. Oliver. What is the best vacation you've ever been on? Uh, my honeymoon in St. Martin. Ooh, I like it. More receptions in 2019. Corey Davis or A.J. Brown? A.J. Brown. a boy. What was your first car? 1994 Honda Civic. Nice. What do you call a group of blackbirds that stick together? Uh, Ravens. They're Velcros. Uh, What would your wrestling name be? Question 12. Well, two part. First question, my my first, I actually wrestled under Mr. Showtime. And I came out as Mr. Showtime. I came out as a heel. People hated me until they saw me get the crap beat out of me. And then it became the passion of Mr. Showtime and everyone loved me. So it was great. And there we go. Nice. Well done. What was the second part? If I ever wrestled again, I'd wrestle under. Yeah. I was going to say, if I ever wrestled again, I would wrestle under the name Critical Bill. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) From Mr. Passion to Critical Bill. That's what we do. That's right. <laughs> I, boy, I, you're, you're I'll be honest. Be like since Killiam, we've gone to the timer, Killiam. we haven't kill him. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. That's the best thing you I love that. Day, so I <laughs> hey, <yeah. laughs> took fifty nine so, minutes, uh, but on that right, <laughs> on this lunch date edition, it is time to roll. So uh, let's go around the horn. Tell everybody where they can find you. Um, all all the good stuff. Go check these fellas out. Even swags, I guess. I'm but let's DFF start. Let's start with, side. and then Killiam's up, or Billiam, or William, whatever his name is. Oh, my first or my after? I didn't know. Which... You could go now. Swags jumped okay. in the gun. That's what. No, that's is. okay. I'm at William Rankin eighty three on Twitter. The podcast again is anchor.fm slash no extra points. Third mic. Awesome. At the third mic everywhere. Especially on Instagram. Yeah, we're I'm exactly at FL2 for minimum. <laughs> FF underscore breakdown. Thanks for listening to another Lunch Date Edition, episode 148. Hey, two Don't forget to be awesome. Legit. It's pretty fun. That's what we do. I had a bonus question. Totally fucking forget it. Go out and get that stuff from William. Check out the Paddy Mike tree. I can't even say that word. It's like a documentary, but with Pat in front of it. Wordplay. The Munsters or the Adams Family? Who would win the Royal Rumble? Oh, um. All right, so I'm going with the Adams Family. You've got Lurch. That dude, he's going to bring it. Right there. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. No no further explanation needed. The monsters are like bumbling idiots, and like the Adams family feels more tactical. Like, plus they have lurch, so there you go. More tactical. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Last, last bonus question: Keep trade cut. Elmo, Cookie Monster, Grover. I'm cutting Elmo. (laughs) (laughs) Annoying.
Get out of here. You just cut out. Elmo's annoying, laughing and shit. I feel like you get a lot from him in trade, though, and you still don't have to deal with him. Oh, man, you make a great point. That's a good point. That is a good point. I should not be so impulsive with uh, Sesame Street characters. (laughs) I'm cutting Cookie Monster because I don't want him to eat all of my cookies. Get the fuck out of here. You look crazy. Does he even eat the cookies anymore? Remember that period? Well, then he's he wasteful. Wasn't? Then he's just wasting it. And I don't see it for that <laughs> Don't mess up my cookies. Get out of my team. Uh, good shit, dude. Thanks for coming on, man.